You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Late Night Drive. My name is Ellie Schnitt. I am your host, your driver, and I'm happy you're here along for the drive with me. I hope you had a great week this week. And if you didn't, welcome here. You're in the right place. Let's talk about it. This has been been quite a day. Honestly, I've had so much day today. I don't get up that early because I don't I don't have to. I don't want to brag, but I don't have to. I usually get up at like 10. <laughs> and today I had to get up early because I was going to a workout class early in the morning, like nine. I like woke up, I ate some oatmeal, I went to a workout class, I like went on a little walk and I had some iced tea while sitting outside. And then I went home and I like made a sandwich. And I was like, oh my God, it's only noon. Like what? <laughs> what am I supposed to do with all this day? It was very stressful for me. But also I have so much energy because I started my day energetically. My goal for the spring, something I really want to do is like, I feel like I've just been because of the winter, especially, but like I do work for myself and I work from home. So I, I have this like free time, like not fully free time. Like I, I definitely work, but like I have a lot of free time and like, I don't, I don't take advantage of it. So my goal for the spring is I'm going to take myself on a date once a week. So like, well, this week I didn't take myself on a date because the week kind of got away from me. Also, I had crazy cramps for two days. Um, I just started the pill and I thought it was supposed to make your cramps better. And apparently that is not not true. So I was like a little bit incapacitated. But then I also want to take myself to a workout class once a week. And that's just trying to help me ease back into fitnessing because my flirty little walks are fantastic and I love them, but I feel like I want to add a little bit more fitness into my routines. And I like taking classes. I've been taking bar classes and I think it's just a really easy way to force me to kind of get out of my comfort zone and just like really try something. And honestly, like I can do once a week, you know, like that's doable. If I was all of a sudden like, I'm going to start going to the gym four days a week, like that is not doable because I do not do any working out <laughs> mostly. So like saying one day a week, do a workout class, like I think that that's very doable to add onto my life. And as I become more comfortable with that and enjoy that more, maybe I'll add more. Maybe I'll get a gym membership, like all these kinds of things, you know, just taking it slow. But like I'm feeling very good today. But that's like my spring and summer goals. One little date, like next week, I think I'm going to take myself to the Whitney, like take myself to an art museum because there's all this stuff I want to do all the time. And no one can do it with me because I have more flexible hours than they do. And like, honestly, it sucks going places on days when like on a weekend when, you know, there might be kids that aren't in school or like, you know, just people like tourists and that kind of thing. Like, it's nice to be able to do something at two o'clock on a Wednesday and I don't take advantage of it. And I really should. So that is kind of my goal for the spring and the summer. But weekend update. Oh, I don't know what's new. 
I had kind of, <laughs> so on Saturday, I went to a party. Okay, here's like a dilemma I'm having. I cannot stop lying for fun. And I mean that like so, so sincerely, like lying for fun. It's not lying to make myself look better or more interesting. It's not lying that like really has any effect on anything other than I'm just enjoying myself. Like I went to this party where I didn't really know anybody except for my friend and her boyfriend. And because of that, I was like, I mean, I don't I don't care. Like I'm never going to see these people again. And so I was just making shit up. Like, I don't know. And the weirdest part was like no one was checking me. Like people just believed me. I don't know if that's because I was picking good lies or I'm a good liar or like if people were just drunk and didn't care. Like I started small. I started with I told everyone that Nicolas Cage is an Aries. I don't know why. He's not an Aries. I think he's a Capricorn. Again, this is not a lie that does anything for anyone. There's like absolutely no reason to lie about this. Zero. None. Nicholas Cage's uh, uh, like zodiac sign. No one like that is not affecting anyone's life in any way, positively, negatively. It just is like not true. And I started by telling people that no one, everyone's just like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, let's see what else. I told everyone that Chicago was the hot dog capital of the world. I think that worked because people think like, oh, Chicago style hot dog. It's not the it's not the hot dog capital of the world. I don't know what the I guess I could look it up. Newcastle, Pennsylvania, known as both the hot dog capital of the world and the fireworks capital of America. Sounds like a great place to be on the 4th of July. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's not Chicago. I don't know. And, and again, that is not it's like a stupid lie, it like does nothing for anyone. And I just I was just like, yeah, it's the hot dog cap of the world. And everyone's like, yeah, I told people this one. This is where I started getting a little bold. I told people that there are no Tim Hortons south of Canada. If you ever see a Tim Hortons, you're like reading it wrong. It's actually a Tom Hortons because of legal issues. Again, why no one questioned me on this? I don't know. Did I say it with authority? Do I seem Canadian? Like, I don't know what it was. And then I told people that if you didn't grow up near the Great Lakes, and you didn't grow up drinking like Great Lakes water as your drinking water, like if you were a well water person or whatever, and you went swimming in the Great Lakes, you were at a higher risk for catching some kind of like really weird bacteria that's already kind of in our bodies. Like, where did that come from? Like, and I wasn't even like, it's not like I was like wasted. I just was like bored. And I decided, you know how I'm going to entertain myself at this party? I'm going to lie. And honestly, if you're ever in a situation where you don't know anybody and like you have kind of nothing to lose, I, I say go for it because <laughs> in retrospect, like, it's really funny that nobody questioned me. And now there are people who might repeat those things to other people as though they're facts. And that is funny to me. The idea of somebody being like, there's actually no Tim Horton south of Canada. They're Tom Hortons. Like that is funny. <laughs> anyway, that was my weekend. I didn't really do anything fun. I I met a guy on a dating app and <laughs> I don't think we were like setting up the date and I unfortunately did sort of ruin the date because I kept talking about how I don't think 28 year old men exist, which like is a joke. But also, have you ever met one? Like, be honest. Have you ever met a 28 year old man? Think about it. Think of it. Do you know a single man who is 28 years old right now? No, I bet you don't. So as much as it's a joke, I also like sort of believe it, you know? Okay, there are birds just having an orgy outside my window right now. They're so loud. 
oh my God, speaking of orgies, ever since I complained to my my landlord about my upstairs neighbors, um, not a peep from them. There has been no more loud sex. So you know what? Sometimes snitches don't get stitches. They get a, a happy night of sleep. I mean, they still stomp around and now they've started just doing construction all day. Like, I don't know what it is that they're doing up there, but they're like doing construction, I guess. Um, and that's fucking annoying. But, you know, the sex was the thing that really got me. So they don't do that anymore. And I'm really happy to announce that. Maybe they got a rug. I did see a rug downstairs at one point. And I was like, oh, is that them? What was I talking about? Oh, I ruined the date because I, I just like kept doubling down. And I was like, no, like there are no 28 year old men. And he just could not take it as a joke. Like he clearly is somebody who's like very argumentative and like just cannot. Like he was like, I, no, there's obviously 28 year old men. Like I know 28 year old men. I'm like, yeah, but I don't. I've never seen one. Like, I don't believe you. Like, what? For no reason. Again, like, I need to stop, like, doubling down on bits because I think it's not, like, good for me. But at the same time, he could have just been normal about it. He could have been cool. He could have been like, you're right. You're right. And in fact, the day I turn 28, I will no longer exist for one year. He could have. But no. He got weird and he got defensive and it was not a good date. (laughs) Which just goes to show that not every date is going to be a winner. But like we survive, we thrive, we get through it. It is what it is. He was clearly not the one. (sighs) And I know that from the jump and on to the next. At least I did not waste my time texting this man for a long time. Like I was just like, (laughs) I knew within the first, I don't know, I guess it must have been the first 30 minutes of the date. So that's what's new with me. Not very much, to be quite honest with you. I'm a little bit boring right now. I'm trying to spice my life up a little bit, but like, uh, it's hard. I always think that like when when the weather starts becoming nicer, it's going to be like, oh, like this like life changing, like, oh my God, all of a sudden now it's like amazing. And so my life is so interesting And like, it really doesn't change that much with the warm weather. Um, But, oh, this weekend, like this is going to be recorded before the show. But like this weekend, I'm doing my stand up debut. I'm not really like trying to be a stand up. But my friend Abby is. And she asked me if I would do five minutes. And I was like, five minutes? I can do five minutes. It's longer than it sounds. (laughs) And I have no idea how funny this is going to be. But you know what? You try everything once, right? You get out of your comfort zone. You try some shit. If I bomb, I bomb. I know that some of you are going. I just don't. I If I sucked, like, you know what? Please don't look at me any different. I never said I wanted to be a stand-up. It's a skill I'm not sure that I have. So um, I guess I'll let you know how that goes. Um, And yeah, what are we going to talk about today? Besties? Like, what are we doing? Okay, we're talking about... Actually, I'm really excited. I think these are fun topics. So first, we're going to talk about how to handle hating your best friend's boyfriend. Then we're going to talk about having crushes on coworkers. And then, last but not least, how do you take a casual friendship or acquaintanceship to the next level of real friendship? So if you are interested in hearing about that, buckle up and let's get on into it. Got the feeling from the start, you might be the guy who break my heart. Hello. Hello. All right, let's dive on in. (laughs) So sorry. On my other show on Taylor Talk, um, there's like a running joke that people see how long it takes for me to start doing like a weird accent at one point in the show. 
Today, it took me 13 minutes, um, <laughs> unfortunately. But yeah, let's dive in. Um, I think we've all been in this situation. Picture this, your best friend or a close friend of yours. They start dating someone. And you just, you fucking, you can't stand them. You hate them. You think they are scum of the earth, but it's your best friend. And like, what do you do? (laughs) It's a tough one. It's a tough one. I think obviously there are different levels to this. I mean, I've definitely been in the situation where I fucking hated my friend's boyfriend. Like one of my best friends in the entire world, like somebody that I truly would die for. I love this woman so much. She was dating someone that I wasn't, she really liked him. I wasn't crazy about him, but he had never given me any reason to like dislike him. And then they broke up and he sucked like through the breakup. Like he very much was like shitty and like would say, and like also didn't let her go. Like constantly like like kept talking to her and like insisted on being friends with her and just truly like made her stay around in his life like they never stopped talking and I knew I was like you're gonna get back together with him because you're not giving yourself enough space and he was a bad boyfriend like things that she told me after the fact I was like you know bad terrible Um, I just thought he was really selfish. I thought he was like kind of a narcissist. I thought he was manipulative. Like I did not like this man at all. And then they got back together. Nightmare scenario. Because I had already expressed to her like I don't like this man. And it was to the point where like she when they got back together, like she did not tell me for I mean, it had to be a couple weeks that she didn't tell me because she knew that I would be disappointed in her. And I fucking was. (laughs) I fucking was. And like, this is this is, I guess, where the advice comes in. I really had to be careful because like in my head, I was like, I hate this man so much, but I value my friendship with this woman more than I hate this man. Like I value my best friend and our friendship and what we have more than I want to be like shitty about this guy. But that said, she didn't know how I felt. So it was a little bit awkward. I wanted her to feel like she could still talk to me about their relationship. But if I remember correctly, I did at one point have to like, I don't I guess it's been a long time. It's been a couple years now. I think maybe when they were getting back together, like I asked her, I was like, I can't be fair about this because I don't like him. And I don't think you guys should get back together. And like, I don't think I can give you good advice. So I just need you to like, not ask me because I'm not going to be able to be fair about it. And like, I want to be there for you, but it's really hard for me because I just really don't like this guy. I'm not going to be able to be unbiased here. I think he fucking sucks. And she did honor that. And then they were together and I hated him, but I tried. I'll say this. I genuinely tried because after about, I think maybe like three or four months, I was like, okay, he's not going away. Also, he is changing a little bit. Like he is like kind of doing some of the stuff that he wasn't doing the first time around. Like he's changing in a positive way. And I will try to give him the benefit of the doubt now. Honestly, I mean this like I fucking tried. It was work. You have no idea how much effort I put in to even just 
not being like, yo, fuck that guy every time she would text me about him. Like, that's how much I hated him. I thought he was the fucking worst. I mean, I was right, but still, I I hated him. But they were together and I was trying to be supportive. I was trying to like be there for her. And after probably about a year, she would come to me more with like issues about them. And I really wanted her to feel like she could talk to me. So I think it's important to make sure that your friends understand that like you might not be able to be unbiased about this person, but they should still be able to come to you and talk to you when something goes wrong, because at the end of the day, you love them and you want to support them. And like that was like kind of maybe kind of a tricky line for us to walk at first. But after a little, we definitely figured it out. And then they broke up. And I rejoiced in the streets. Ding dong, the witch was dead. And actually, she felt the same way. He fucking, God, I hate that guy. He sucks so much. The point is, it's not easy. When you see somebody actively hurting your friend and you see that they're they're like just miserable with this person, all you want to do is shake them and be like, dude, walk away. He fucking sucks. This guy is the worst. He does not make you happy. You're crying every single day over this guy. That is not what you should be doing. But you can't. I mean, you should be clear about how you feel about that, you know, whatever. But when you're in love with somebody, it's really hard to walk away from that. And you have to make that choice yourself. Your friends can tell you, like, I don't know that you're happy. You seem unhappy. But it's like you are the person that has to make the choice to walk away. Your friend is not going to come to that conclusion because you force her to. Like, she will come to that conclusion because she comes to that conclusion. Um, And it's really hard, but you do have to let people come, like, realize things in their own time. And you also just need to remember that, like, your friendship with them is more important than being right. There was definitely a rocky moment with me and my friend where I was just like, dude, I cannot fucking hear about this man. I hate, like, I I can't. I don't support this. Because I thought that being like that would make her realize that, like, he was bad and wrong for her and whatever but like it didn't it just kind of like pushed us apart and made it made her feel like she couldn't talk to me about what was going on in her life and that's just not how I want any of my friends to feel so like going forward like if I could go back and do it again like I would still be clear that like I don't think he's a good person and I don't like him but I wouldn't be like don't fucking talk to me about this guy because I don't support you I I would have still been like hey like I don't like him but never feel like you can't talk to me about it because, you know, I care about you more than I hate him. Although it's close. (laughs) Uh, You know, the funny thing is he knows too. Like he's got, he knows. Like I haven't blocked on fuck everything because like if I see his face, like I will fight. If that man is ever in the same room as me, like he should run. If we're ever walking down the same sidewalk at the same time, he should cross the street. Like I'm not saying I am like a violent person, but he should be scared of me because I hate him so, so much. But these things happen, right? At the end of the day, again, like you love your friend, you want them to be happy, but they have to make that choice for themselves. Um, And until they realize that, there's like not a lot you can do. The lucky thing for me and my friend was like, it was long distance. So I never had to fucking meet him in person. I don't know if I could control my bitch face if I ever had had to meet him in person. But like, if you are in a situation where you are seeing this person all the time, oh my God, like if you live with your best friend and it's their boyfriend and they come over all the time, (laughs) 
you know, fucking Godspeed to you. But the mantra is you love your friend more than you hate him. You love your friend more than you hate him and you want to support her. And if supporting her means you have to be polite to somebody that you do not like, then by gosh, then that's what we're going to do. I mean, and it sucks. It's hard. You like, I'm sure you want to be like, fuck you all the time. But you can't do that because it just like pushes them away and like pushes your friend away. And that's not what they need. Like they definitely need your support and your love and your friendship. Because if you hate your best friend's boyfriend that much, frankly, chances are it's going to fall apart because he's probably not the right person for her. And like you want to be there. My friend was nice enough to let me say I told you so once. Because <laughs> she knew that it was just, it was just at the top of my lips. But other than that, I was like very supportive and sweet with her. Because like, you know, what? you can't love, like love is a tough thing, right? You can't control who you love. Sometimes we love people who suck. <laughs> Get that on a t-shirt. Sometimes we love people who suck. And, you know, we should be gentle with ourselves and gentle with our friends. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I feel for you if you're going through this. I like all my friends' boyfriends now, but, boy, it is not easy. It is not easy. But, yeah, just be supportive, but, but also be firm and, like, know your own boundaries, too. Like, we had a phrase, me and my friend, that I would say when I was, like, <laughs> I have thoughts, but I'm not going to say them, um, where I would just be, like, I love and support you no matter what. And like, yes, I will love and support her no matter what. But it also meant like, I think this is dumb and I don't actually support it, but I support you. Um, and she would know like, OK, she's not going to be able to give me like <laughs> balanced advice on this. Um, I feel like I'm making myself sound like a bad friend. You do not understand how much this guy sucked. It was so fucking hard. Um, and I tried, I cannot tell you how hard I tried the second time around to be like a supportive friend when all I wanted to do was send a hit to this man's house. <laughs> For legal purposes, that is a joke. And if you're going through that, I'm so sorry. But yeah, be supportive, but be firm. Make sure your friend knows how you feel. But maybe don't frame it as like, hey, this person that you're in love with is the worst fucking person that's ever existed on the face of the planet. I hate him and I hope that he perishes. Like, yeah, like, like let's maybe not phrase it like that. But if you phrase it like, I love you, I care about you so much, and I just see you being less happy than you deserve to be. I think that you are, you know, I, I'm seeing you crying a lot or I'm every time we talk about your boyfriend, you sound really upset and really stressed out. And I know sometimes relationships can be challenging, but I worry that it's it's more challenging than it is rewarding. And I just worry about you and I want you to be happy and I'm not sure that you are. Like word it in a way where it's focused on you caring about your friend and less about you hate their boyfriend because that's they're not going to hear that you know what I mean they're not going to want to hear it and then they're not they're just not going to hear it so make sure they know how you feel because sometimes like honestly like if my friends um <laughs> about my ex maybe I would have uh, ran a little bit sooner but you know just be gentle and remember we've all hated one of our friends <laughs> partners before it's very normal because most people, this is my favorite phrase, some things are meant to be, but most things aren't. 
So you're going to end up in some relationships that are not the best for you. And like it happens to the best of us. And like chances are you are going to date someone your friends don't like. Your friends will date people that you don't like. Very normal. But like just be kind, be supportive. But also like if you need to be like, yo, fuck that guy to yourself once a day. Also, I think that that's fine because, you know, you feel how you feel. (laughs) I truly actually could talk about this all day. Although mostly I like my friend's boyfriends. It's just like after they break up, I'm like, um, I think you need to be very scared of me. Um, This was one of the rare circumstances where I actively spent their entire relationship just being like, this sucks. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me personally. (laughs) I'd love to hear some like oh, I hate my friend's boyfriend stories because it's not even personal. It's not about your friend. It's totally about the boyfriend or their their bad girlfriend or, you know, their partner that you just cannot stand. Like, I want to hear about it because I love mess and I think it's really funny. And yeah, so you can send those stories to me, DM them to me. I'd love to read them and maybe we'll read some shitty best friend boyfriend stories next week. I'll ask my friend if I can like tell any of the stories about this guy that like I fucking hated. And if she says yes, then I'll share some of those too. But yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Let's get into the next topic. Bad woman, mad woman. Keep calling me a mad woman. Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Um, so I love therapy. I have always been a huge advocate for therapy. I've been seeing my therapist for gosh, going on six years now. So she's basically like a homie, less of a therapist, more of a pal. Just kidding. She actually is really, really good at her job. And I have benefited immensely from therapy. I literally feel like I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if I didn't have therapy as a resource. I think it's so good to help you work through not only like your daily problems and, you know, your work issues or your friend issues, your relationship issues, but also like work through things that have been patterns in your life that maybe you've identified but don't really know how to fix or things like phobias, anxieties, things that you feel like you have a lack of control over. Therapy can be really helpful in making you feel like you do actually have control because you have more control than you think that you do. But I know that it is not easy for everybody to access therapy. And that's why I love today's sponsor, BetterHelp, because, uh, I mean, there are states in America even where there's like two therapists that take insurance, you know, like it's really, really important to have access to mental health and not everybody does. And BetterHelp makes it super, super easy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give it a try. It is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest, whatever it is, with BetterHelp. <laughs> Visit betterhelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LND. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
Okay, spicy topic. Ooh, spicy. <laughs> Why does anybody listen to this podcast? Um, okay, spicy, spicy. Let's talk about having crushes on coworkers. Let me tell you the bottom line before any of this even starts. Look at me. Look at me. I know you can't see me, but like imagine, like just look at me right now. There is a 99% chance that the only reason you find this person attractive, desirable, that you want them is because you see them every day. It is just proximity, baby. I mean, who knows? Sometimes people meet at work and like, you know, you're meant to be. But that is the exception. That is not the rule. Remember proximity, proximity, proximity. Think about it like this. If you're in the workforce, chances are, you know, you went to high school. Maybe you went to college. Think back on those experiences and think, was there a person or people that I found attractive at that time in my life that looking back are not actually attractive or desirable or somebody that I would want? Think about it. Yeah, there were. There were a lot of people that were like the it person or the hot guy on campus or whatever that now you're like, oh, uh huh, pardon? excuse me and like not to say they're not attractive but it's like you overestimated how much you wanted them or found them attractive because of proximity just because like you saw them every day and like that just kind of gets stuck in your head it's like like, I say Stockholm syndrome a lot but like it is in a way a Stockholm syndrome of like you just got used to it and all of a sudden like this person that you know, honestly, if you saw them at a bar, you wouldn't think twice about them. But like, because you sit across from them all day, every day, you're all of a sudden like, this is the love of my life. And plus, there's a little bit of sexual tension in the fact that like workplace romances are often discouraged. So there's a little bit of like, oh, it's so taboo. It's so wrong. But it's like, it's wrong for a reason, guys. Like, (laughs) if there's one place you don't want mess, it's your work life. You know the expression, don't shit where you eat? It's like that. Seriously, probably not a good idea to be hooking up with your coworkers. And like, people do it. People do it all the time. I, almost everyone I know has done it. But like, also keep in mind that your workplace might be like a very gossipy workplace. I worked in several workplaces, actually. Like, everywhere I ever worked was one of those like very gossipy high school-esque workplaces where everyone was in everyone's shit all the time. And I didn't hook up with anyone because I didn't want that to be me. I have a real aversion to being talked about in the workplace because I was talked about a lot, like, in college and shit. And I, you know what? Don't need it. Don't need it in my life. So it's not something that I did, but you bet your sweet ass I was talking about other people. And again, like, if you're in a workplace scenario, chances are you're all adults. And like, if you want to hook up with somebody, absolutely go for it. But just like, think, just think like, do I want to have to see this person every single day if things get weird? No, you don't. Because you have to work with them. You have to be professional with them. You you can't not talk to somebody who like you work with, you know, like it has to be something where like, you just have to like awkward or not you too bad you you got to do it you have to be professional because it's not about your feelings it's a workplace so i really i truly from the bottom of my heart would not recommend hooking up with coworkers and if you find your coworkers attractive it probably is just proximity i mean maybe not i mean i know people who have definitely like dated or even married their coworkers but like just 
being friends with coworkers, great. Go out to drinks with them, whatever. But like having a little bit of a boundary between your work self and your normal self, I think is a really good idea. And like I've loved so many of the people that I've worked with. But I think there is somewhat of a mistake of like, again, shitting where you eat, of just kind of being like, my entire life is wrapped up in work, you know, because you should have a life outside of the place that you work. And if you don't, you might end up in a situation where you're like hooking up with somebody at work that in the real world, you would literally never touch with a 10 foot pole because you just have that proximity thing of like, I found you attractive. And there are always horror stories, too, of like people like talking about it or people getting in trouble for it or, oh, this is such a good one. My roommate told a story about um, it was her first job out of college, I think. I think it was her first job out of college. Yeah, I think it, we, we were like pretty young, like 22. And there was a guy in her workplace who was like very attractive, very flirty, and like was very flirty with her. And then it turned out he was like that with all of the new like young girls that would come in, like the 22-year-olds like fresh out of college. Like he was always like that with the new young women. And he would like flirt with them and then hook up with them i swear this is i swear this is true he would he like had a hotel room next to the office and like on lunch breaks would be like we should like we should go hook up then he'd hook up with them and then like never talk to them again like that is psychotic that is so insane that someone would do that but like that's a situation where like then like you're so embarrassed that you like fell for that even though it's obviously his fault for being a fucking psycho but like these are situations where people like there are crazy people. Also, like you don't like workplace dynamics can be so weird too. like, especially if your bosses are like so involved. Like, do you want your boss knowing that you like slept with somebody like they're just it, I just I really would not recommend it. But at the same time, I know it happens. Just like think. Just like look at that person and think like if I truly saw this person out one night, if I was like you know, just out with friends or, and, you know, I walked into a party and there they were in the corner. Would I think to myself, yes, I want that. Yes, I'm going to go for that. Or would I just be like, oh, that's another dude or that's some, some person that's just like some person. Because like, truly, I mean, this chances are they're like just some person and like really nothing special. You're just interested in A, the proximity and B, like kind of the taboo of it. I mean, that said, like, things happen, like, oh, my God, especially if you work, like, a service job. Oh, my God. The bar I worked at, the things that went on at that bar, again, I did not because I'm lame. Maybe sometimes I wish I had, but I didn't. I, like, really, I never got involved with anybody from work. But, oh, my God, some of the shit you would hear about, like, the drama and the gossip and the way that we all just, like, knew everything about each other. And, like, people would hook up in the coolers and, like, what the fuck? you Like, <laughs> what the fuck was that? Like, that is so funny. But I guess that's a little bit different. It was a college bar. So, like, we didn't, we weren't necessarily trying to be, like, professional. But... I don't know, just like your career, it's, I don't know. Do you really want to be dragged down because you hooked up with some mediocre person? No. Then again, maybe it's your future spouse. <laughs>
I don't know. It's hard to give somebody advice on like, oh, like, should you hook up with someone or should you not? Like, I don't know your exact situation. But what I do know is generally speaking, hook hooking up with coworkers, not a great idea. A lot of my coworkers at various places I've worked, like, did hook up with people. And it was always a bad situation. Like, it was always awkward. Like, it was always like, oh, <laughs> why did that happen? Like, (laughs) so I would not, I would not recommend it unless you think it's the love of your life and then do it. Who am I to stop true love? You know, (laughs) who is anyone to stop true love? Oh, I also feel like there's such a culture of like uh, workplace romances. Like it's such a trope in TV and movies and stuff. I mean, there's always like in workplace, I mean, fucking look at Grey's Anatomy. It's like their only options for spouses are each other. Like, (laughs) Go to a bar. I don't know. Make some friends. <laughs> I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the characters of Grey's Anatomy. But seriously, it's like on every TV show, coworkers are dating, sleeping together, breaking up, falling out, having fights and like all this shit. And it's like, man, it's a work. Pl- like people just get there to get their bread and then get out, you know? I mean, maybe that's just my philosophy on work. I really think it should be the smallest thing about you and the least interesting thing about what you who you are and what you do like and I don't think it necessarily makes sense to be investing your life in your work in that way just because like why should you especially you're probably not getting compensated the way that you deserve to be compensated like why should you put more hours in than you know how you're being paid but like (laughs) that's a whole other conversation but yeah I just think keeping your life and your work life a little bit separate is the key to keeping yourself a little bit happier. And I'm not saying like, don't go out for drinks with your coworkers. Don't hang out with them. I'm just saying like, just keep a little, keep, I would maybe keep a tiny boundary. I mean, quite honestly, like if I can be very candid here, I moved to New York in 2018 uh, when I was 22, right out of college. I didn't know anybody. And the only friends I had at that time were people I worked with. And it was fine because I saw them every day and like, you know, it was fine. I saw them most weekends. But then I quit my job and I lost a lot of those friends. And like I had to start from scratch. I had to make all new friends and it was really, really hard. So I would just, you know, I'm not saying that'll happen to anybody else. That might be a completely unique situation to me. But just like be careful. And I would not hook up with a coworker. They're probably not as attractive as you think that they are. That said, I think you should flirt with everyone you work with. I think there is absolutely nothing wrong. And in fact, I encourage each and every one of you to flirt, flirt with abandon with your coworkers. I mean, consensually, obviously, like don't make anybody uncomfortable. But like, you want to have a little bit of flirtation by the water cooler or the coffee machine? You want to, you know, you, you want to have a work wife, a work husband, a work spouse? Fuck it. Why not? Just like, you know, having the boundary of like, nothing's actually going to happen. But like, you can be my work wife. You can be my work husband. I definitely had like a work husband in my workplaces. Everywhere I've worked, I've had work spouses where like no line was ever crossed. But like we would, you know, we would go out for drinks or like we would flirt in the workplace. And like it was fun keeping that little bit of like sexual tension there to make the day more interesting. I don't know. I don't want to tell you what to do. I just like would recommend, especially if it's your first job, especially if you're like on the younger side. Um, I just would like be careful about it and not fall into that temptation unless it's a situation where like you need to make the mistake for yourself and then just do it and see what happens. And you probably won't do it again. (laughs) 
I mean, I don't mean to, like, I, I want to say, like, I don't want to come off, like, slut-shaming here. It's not about that at all. It's just that, like, it, I, it's so awkward and so not worth it when things, like, get weird because it's your job. Like, you have no choice. You have to be there every day. You have to talk to people you work with. Like, I don't know. I would just think, like, six times before you do it. <laughs> I guess that's all I really have to say about that one. I mean, I could go on. I could, I have, I mean, I could expose, I have tea, but I won't. You know why? Because I'm a lady. (laughs) Oh, boy, do I have fucking tea. Honestly, the person that I, this person that I have tea on should be very fucking grateful that I'm a nice person because, oh my God, the stories that I have about them and like the workplace relationships and hookups and all that that happened, like, they were so crazy and like i that's part of like the horror story of like do not do this because just they found themselves in some kerfuffles but anyways let's move into our next topic which is how do we take a casual friendship or acquaintanceship to the next level of real friendship sip me up like lemonade we both know it's bittersweet Okay, this was a topic that was suggested to me, I don't remember by who, but I thought it was really cute and sweet and fun because I feel like we've all been in this situation before. Like, you know, you have a friend that you like meet at a night out, right? Like, and they're they're like a party friend. Like, they're just somebody that like you see sometimes when you're out or, you know, you only see them at parties and, um, or maybe it's just a friend of a friend that you like really like, but, you know, haven't ever hung out with one-on-one you know you meet the girl in the bar bathroom and you're like I fucking love you so much but then you never really take the moment to like be friends or you know whatever it is that like means that your relationship is a little more casual and you want to bring it to the next level of having more of a deeper like one-on-one friendship I think a lot of that is rooted in the fact that it feels like there is some like insecurity or like it feels really weird you feel like you're being weird by initiating a friendship with somebody when like it's 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 kind of like dating honestly it's like who's supposed to make the first move here like I think we both really like each other but like do we want to be friends like I can't tell like I feel like we really vibe every time we're out together but like do they want to be my friend like it's (laughs) or or even like internet friends like I've had like mutual friends on Instagram like on Twitter, you know, that we've like liked each other's tweets for years, like commented on each other's, our friends like texted, whatever, but like making the transition from that to being like, do you want to like hang out? Like, (laughs) I don't know why it like feels so scary. It's like, oh my God, like what if they reject me? I swear being rejected by a friend that you're like trying to hang out with it hurts so much more than being rejected by a romantic partner. Like there is something that is just so vulnerable and so scary about being like, do you want to be my friend? Because I feel like when you're a little kid, you just, you do it all the time. It's so normal. Do you want to be my friend? And then you kind of don't do it. Like you kind of stop doing it. And then when you're in college, you kind of have to do it again. Like your first like couple months of freshman year, you're like, do you want to be my friend? Um, And that's like really the only times that you are like, quote unquote, supposed to or quote unquote, allowed to do it. And it can feel really intimidating, especially as an adult to be like, how the fuck do I make more friends? (laughs) Like, I love all these people that I see all the time, but I don't know how to like, actually be friends with them. 
Or sometimes I would worry like if it was a friend of a friend, if it was like, you know, we had a mutual friend, like they were my friends, college friends or high school friends or whatever. I would feel like I couldn't have an individual friendship like with them in a weird way. I felt like I was like overstepping or like, oh, maybe they were I get in my head like this is an anxiety thing for sure of being like, well, maybe they're only nice to me when we're out because I'm friends with, you know, that person or whatever. But you know what? You know when you vibe with someone in a friend way. You just do. Like you And there's just there is nothing to be lost by trying to move that friendly acquaintanceship into the real damn thing. But it is scary. Like very recently like there's a girl that I had run into a couple times at like various shows and we always would have a good time together. Like we would get drinks together, like we would like share Ubers home and whatever. Like we were definitely like going out friends. And then she reached out and was like, would you want to get dinner? And I was like, absolutely, I would. And it's like, let's, you know, it's kind of like a first date. It's like, well, let's see if this friendship thing has legs. And sometimes it doesn't. But in our case, like it definitely did. And now like she's like a, a friend friend, like we've gotten brunch, like we've hung out. She went to my comedy show, like we're pals, we're friends. And that's it's really nice that like to see our friendship moving from like, oh, somebody I see when I'm out or partying to like somebody that like I'll text and be like, oh, how are you doing today? Or, you know, like, oh, I want to go to your show or, you know, like that I'm actually seeing um, to hang out with, like go on a walk with, get coffee with. But I don't know like if I would have had the balls to do it had she not do, done it. But then I thought to myself like, okay, but she did it. And my answer was obviously yes. You know, like my answer is obviously yes. Like I was really excited that she had reached out and asked if I wanted to get dinner or like get coffee or hang out or whatever. Like that is um, that's such a nice thing. Like having somebody be like identifying the fact that like I like you and I want to be your friend. I mean, that feels good. So I feel like we should try to be a little less scared to just do that. And I have been scared in the past to be like, how do I make this person like a friend friend? But I honestly think there's nothing to be lost by just DMing them or texting them or whatever and being like, hey, like, would you want to get coffee sometime? Or you want to get dinner sometime? And I know it literally sounds like I'm saying, like, let's go on a date. But it kind of is like it's a friend date. It's it's a little like, I don't know, there is such a difference between like, oh, this is somebody I talk to in corners at a party to being like, oh, this is somebody that like, we're going to like get to know each other one on one. I'm going to like actually learn something about them or like this is just us. There's nothing like around us to like be a buffer here. Like we are deciding to be friends and it's it is intimidating. But I think that mostly deep down people want to be friends, you know, like I don't think I've ever <laughs> I don't think I would ever like turn down somebody wanting to be my friend, you know, like. There is something sweet about it. There's something very in- innocent about it. And I think we do. We all just like kind of like want more friends. Like who doesn't want more friends? So the easiest way to see if you are more than just like acquaintances is just to ask. I mean, that's the best advice that anyone could give you is like if you want something, just go for it. But just remember in your mind, like there is such a small chance that they would say no. Like such a small chance. Like people do want to meet new people and like I don't know especially as an adult it happens so rarely like you do get to a point as as an adult where you're like I have literally no idea how to make friends like this is crazy but 
everyone is kind of in that position at one point or another. Truly, everybody wants to make friends. People say that about college, you know, people say that about like your first month or two in college. It's like, it's so easy to make friends because everyone wants to make friends. Okay, fun fact, everyone wants to make friends all the time. That's just true. I mean, I've rarely, if ever, like not gone out and hung out with somebody who asked me to hang out. Because like, what, like, what do you have to lose? Like having dinner with somebody, like it's fun. I'm trying to think of um, other ways that you can do it, though. I mean, I guess I was using the example of like party friend into real friend, which I feel like is like a fairly common thing. And sometimes it doesn't feel like it's a natural transition. But like when it does, you'll know. <laughs> When they're the one you'll know. Um, no, but seriously, like, I feel like shooting your friendship shot, it's hard for it to go wrong. Like, my friend Claudia, who's like one of my best friends, the reason we're friends is because she shot her friendship shot with me. We, she had DM'd me because she was like, hey, um, I this is so random, but just based on what you said on your podcast, I think we hooked up with the same person. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Yeah, we we did. And then we like kind of were like talking shit about him. And we were like friendly. Like I would answer her DMs like now and again or whatever. And then one day she was like, this, I know this is like maybe out of left field or like, you know, it's okay if you don't want to. But, like, would you want to like get a drink sometime? Like hang out? And I was just kind of like, you know what? Why not? Yeah, yeah. Like we'll say, I want, you know, we have this funny thing in common. If If nothing else, we can spend the time making fun of this guy. Like why not? We went truly one of my best friends. I have never from the like never regretted it. Like I'm so glad that she did that because she's one of my best friends now. Like this is somebody like I truly cannot imagine my life without. And then like my friend Michaela. I it was a situation where like I really we like kind of knew each other but like we hadn't made the like jump into friendship and I just I DM'd her. I like sent her one of her tweets and I was like, oh my God, like this has happened to me, like blah, 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 whatever. And then we started talking and we never stopped. <laughs> Four years have gone by. We've never stopped. Like sometimes you just have to like shoot that friendship shot and chances are you're not going to get shot down because everybody wants to make friends. And you know what? You know you. You know how cool you are, how smart you are, how funny and interesting and caring and loving and generous and kind and amazing you are. You know that you're a great friend. You know that anyone would be lucky to be your friend and have you in their life. Like go into every interaction remembering that like you bring so much to the friendship table. And if someone doesn't want to be your friend, then that is their loss. But chances are they do. And they're going to be so glad to have you in their life. And probably they're going to be a blessing in your life too. So never, never, never be afraid to shoot that friendship shot. To just say like, I, I think you're cool. <laughs> yeah, I think you're really funny. I think you're really cool. Um, I mean, I don't know. When like you were a little kid, you would just decide someone was your best friend. You know, you would just walk up to them and like play. And there was no like, you know, or you'd ask your mom to like set up a play date with them and then you would become their friend. Like you didn't have those like anxieties about like, is it weird? Do they not want to be my friend? Like you didn't think of that. You just like saw someone you liked playing with and like you wanted to be their friend and you became their friend. And it was that simple. And there's no reason it can't be that simple even as adults, because like at the end of the day, at our core, we are all that kid just wanting to play. Like we all just want to play with somebody. We want to make friends and playing maybe looks a little bit different now. Maybe now we go to bars and museums and like coffee shops and dinner and like, you know, the farmer's market, but it doesn't mean we want to play any less. It just means that like we have to 
try a little bit harder because it's it feels less natural and it doesn't come as easily. But there is nothing wrong with shooting your friendship shot. And in fact, I get, I like I really recommend it to everyone. If there is that one person that you're like, I think this bitch is so cool. We always end up hanging out when we're together, but like we've never hung out one on one or like we don't text or like we're not like friend friends. Fucking go for it. Because you don't know that could be your new best friend. That could be your your fucking maid of honor. Like you you don't know. You don't know unless you try. So that is my advice on that. And honestly, besties, cutie pies, sweethearts, I think that is our episode today. Um, Obviously, we have to do our song of the week. What's our vibe going into the week? Okay, our song this week is Remember That Night by Sarah Kays. So I've made this song my candle song a couple of times just because it just hits for me. Like, I just think it's a really good song. I vibe to it. I enjoy it. I wouldn't necessarily say this is like a vibe we want to like take into the week or whatever but like it's just a good song i i feel like you guys would like it i did make a playlist and now i think there's finally enough songs that i can put all the songs on the playlist and share it so that will be on my instagram story if you want to follow me it's ellie underscore schnitt there you can also find my discord server if you like Taylor Swift, you can listen to my Taylor Swift podcast, Taylor Talk. Um, it's with Spotify. It comes out on Spotify every Thursday, but I'm live doing it on Monday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern time on Spotify Greenroom. There's a chat. It's a lot of fun. We hang out. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Holy underscore Schnitt. I have a TikTok, but like, please don't follow me on there. I don't really do anything there. Um, and yeah, that's about it. I hope you guys have such a good week. I hope everything works out for you. I hope your dreams come true this week. I hope that whatever you're manifesting, that it comes to you. And I love you so, 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 so much, so much. Um, I appreciate you guys so much as always. Your support means the world to me. And yeah, I love you so, so, so much. Um, as always, have a good day. Have a good night wherever you are, whatever you're doing. I hope it's a good one. And I will catch you on our next late night drive. <laughs> Bye. Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. <laughs> Visit BetterHelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-N-D.